You're listening to On Air with JT, hosted by Justin Thomas. Warning, if you are easily offended or looking for a PC podcast, then you're in for a treat. JT doesn't give a fuck. Unedited rants, unbiased news conversations, pop culture, news, interviews, hilarious comedy bits, and you can't forget about the JT rant of the day. You are listening to On the Air with JT, hosted by Justin Thomas. Produced by JT on the Beat Media Incorporated. From the JT Media Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Your host, JT. You are listening to On the Air with JT. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to On Air with JT. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. I really do appreciate it. Shout out to London Customs for this amazing hat. Uh, I love it. It's like a Aquarius uh, theme kind of hat. And again, thank you so much to London. Also, shout out to Portugal Demand, PTM, for this amazing shirt. I really love it. It's uh, dope. If you uh, want to get one yourself, go to PortugalDemand.com. Uh, and shop PTM merch. Also, uh, same thing with the, the hat or any kind of customization. Uh, London has your back. For more information, go to onelondoncustoms.com um, or you can follow him, follow him on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, this show is going to be entertaining. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a few topics and uh, just get, again, keep you guys in the loop of what's going on because there's a lot of moving pieces right now uh, between me getting in the process of moving to a different state, setting up a new studio again, um, and just a lot of a lot of things are going on behind the scenes. Um, but I do have huge plans, not only for this year, but even when I move to uh Denver the Denver area um the, the studio that I'm planning on setting up and building is going to be so much better than this so much better than the previous couple layouts that we've had and I'm really excited about that we're going to have better equipment uh it's just going to it's just going to look better it's going to have a better feel to it and I'm really excited about that um of course before we start the show I do want to say thank you so much to anchor.fm a n c h o r .fm or spreaker s p r e a k e r.com both are amazing application sponsors and platforms for you to be able to create your own podcast without the mixers and the microphones and the laptops and the lighting and the stands and the background you don't need any of that all you need is a phone or a tablet it's that simple. You know, we were up in LC right here. We got the LC, uh, let's see if we can pull it on there, right there. You know, shout out, shout out to London Customs, you know. Got the hat on, sticker on the tablet, the laptop, you know. I, I love showing support to talented individuals, and especially people that I know, you know, that are doing, you know, that have gifts and actually are utilizing it and actually putting in that work. So again, shout out to London, shout out to Indica Love. Um, they are killing it over there and um, we are going to have London London and Indica back on the show for another interview. The first interview was amazing, really entertaining. People loved it. It was uh, actually had over like 15,000 total listeners on all platforms. Uh, so it was actually one of the best episodes we've done this year. Um, obviously Portugal Man did really good. It did like 45,000. 
Um, but again, not bad for, you know, getting back on this podcast uh, journey road, you know, after taking a, you know, damn near eight, nine year hiatus. Um, but it's good to be back. And, and I'm really happy with the progression that we're making, even with the uh, fallbacks and, you know, unfortunate circumstances, um, whether that's been personally or related to the, to the podcast or any kind of business aspect. Um, it feels like, you know, even if we're taking the five steps forward and then we're taking 10 back, you know, the next week we're taking 50 forward, you know, so we're not taking L's, um, you know, and I've learned a lot and, you know, I've talked about that a lot on, on the podcast and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's something I really love doing. It's just, I love it so much where at, at first I didn't even get paid. I didn't even know you could make money from podcasting. I mean, we're talking about 2010 here. I mean, I'm not like Bill Burr who started his podcast in like 07, way ahead of his time. I mean, I, I was ahead of my time too. I mean, me and Joe Rogan started on Ustream around the same time in 2010. Um, Ustream was a crazy site to do the podcast and live show. Uh, I have good memories about that back in, uh, when I was like, 16 and a half, 17 years old doing that. Now I'm damn near 27 years old. I'm like, where the fuck has the time gone? Like, seriously. Um, and to finish that ad, I just want to say again, if you're interested in making a podcast, I know I, I'm always going on a tangent and side sidetracking, but, uh, you know, if you're interested in making a podcast and you don't have the equipment, that's totally okay. All you need is a tablet or a phone. It's that simple, that easy, and it's free. And what's better than free? You can actually make money from it um, with zero listeners. You can start monetizing and advertising your show, your podcast immediately. Or maybe you're just not interested in making a podcast. Maybe you like uh, listening to your favorite show, like On Air with JT. Or maybe you don't like my show, and that's perfectly okay. There's plenty of different categories and genres to give you that orgasm that you fucking deserve. Because at the end of the day, we all deserve that orgasm. Because that orgasm lets life continue. <laughs> I'm just talking nonsense. Uh, also, if you are a fellow entrepreneur, business owner, uh an artist, someone basically trying to, anyone that's creating and trying to promote content, um, a brand, a business, art, it doesn't matter. And you're just looking to get your brand, product, business, just to that next level, you know, and especially with COVID, I know times are tough, money's tough. So at On Air with JT and Artie Media, we've come up with a crazy game plan and strategy and, and a formula to basically fit that specific business model that you have. And we will work something out where we can get your average, you know, your business, your link, whatever, promoted on this podcast multiple times per show. And we do a show every day. On, on top of that, I'll be doing personalized uh, radio ads, video ads, and I'll be posting it on my all of my socials, which reach over 150,000 people per week. Um, so in all in all, your business content brand will be seen and heard by over 220,000 people per week. Um, and we have crazy deals going on right now. So email the show directly at the Justin Thomas Show 
at gmail.com. Once again, the Justin Thomas Show at gmail.com. You can go to onairwithjt.com. Um, we are again working on the website that's coming and just got delayed. And obviously, the iOS and Android apps are coming very soon. So you can just download the app and just type in on, you know, you don't have to go to Anchor or Spreaker.com or you don't have to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio. You can just go to the App Store, whether it's an iPhone or Android, type in On Air with JT, and you can listen to all of my episodes, all of my shows, archives, and all of that, um, that easy and that simple. Also working on a different application or some kind of thing, maybe it might be involved with the Patreon, where we're going to be including a lot more behind the scenes and, and stuff that you guys, uh, or not you guys, well, just the average listener is not doesn't have really have access to so just some extra bonus like footage behind the scenes bloopers uh just shit that actually didn't make the actual show um even though that there's a lot of stuff that probably is on the is on episodes that shouldn't have been <laughs> on the show or said or <laughs> insinuated but uh again this show is just entertainment it's all comedy i you know obviously i try to be informative and uh also have a kind of business aspect to it too and motivation and you know but it, it's a mixture of a lot of things so I, I like to consider it an entertaining talk show you know somewhere where you can just listen to a show and just you know block everything out and just listen to me ramble and talk shit and a lot of times sound really stupid and you know on the off chance I might make a funny joke <laughs> uh you know the ratio is probably one out of like 10 jokes is successful, but uh, we're working. No, not one. Let's, let's say uh, three. But it used to be one. And before that, it was zero. So, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly progression. But we're getting there, right? <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, I can't. I'm too much. You're listening to On Air with JT. We'll be taking a break and we'll be back right after this. entrepreneur are you looking to get your business brand or product to the next level but you're just having difficulty finding that business to b2b relationship where you know you can trust that company that person to actually deliver on what they tell you because there's a lot of salespeople that just bullshit you but here at on air with jt and nardi media we have our prices we have everything set and, and we tell you guys up front what we can do for you what we can deliver and what the results will be like and give you actually a specific time frame as well for that as um, unlike other people it's a little unpredictable and what's even better in you know how to weed out all this competition we're offering crazy deals crazy special deals where i'm talking about you're paying for one week you're getting three weeks for free for your first month if you like it you can sign on you're not it's not even a sign on. you have to sign the contract you know a long-term contract it's not nothing like that but i just want to be able to show you if you have a business brand product uh music whatever that we can get your stuff uh seen and heard by hundreds of thousands of people Per week, yes. So, for more information, email the show directly at the Justin Thomas Show at gmail.com or go to honorwithjt.com. You're listening to On Air with JT, hosted by Justin Thomas. 
You're listening to On Air with JT. We are back. Uh, so the first clip I, I have to play. Uh, first of all, I gotta say, Oprah, she's always been a very good interviewer, but she, after watching that interview she did with you know uh, Harry and and Meghan, her interview skills are superior. Um, I would say the only person that's still active that interviews people that's better than Oprah is Howard Stern. I mean, that's just hands down. If you actually watch and listen to Howard Stern, any interview, he can get any celebrity, any guest to say pretty much anything. He, he can get them to be very vulnerable. And that's a very hard skill to, to and, and, I've, and I've definitely been trying to like better my interview skills, you know, especially by you know, doing this on and off for since 2010. Um, but still, I, I'm nowhere close to Howard Stern or Oprah interview skills. But uh, it's just very cool to see that. It's very, uh, I, I learn a lot from it. I do a lot of like research and studying to see like how they set up questions. Um, and it's also a lot about reading body language. Because you can see if someone's feeling a little bit uncomfortable and you can either take advantage of that vulnerability and that uncomfortableness or vice versa. Um, It's just very interesting, I think. Uh, I mean, and then the other two people, you know, are no, well, one's passed and I think Dick Cavett's still alive. But Dick Cavett was one of, is such a great, was such a great interviewee. Uh, the way he interviewed people, especially from the 60s to the 90s, just look it up on YouTube. The, 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 he has his own channel, all the interviews. Um, he was such a good, he just asked really good questions and he got good answers. And obviously you can't forget Johnny Carson because, you know, Carson's one of the best, hands down. Uh, but one of the first clips, um, it's just a small little recap clip from the interview that Oprah did with Harry and Meghan. Uh, let's see what they got to say. Let's uh, turn that up. We've been talking about the candid conversation Prince Harry and Meghan had with Oprah last night, including some of the moments that did not air last night. Oprah joins us now to discuss Oprah. Hey, let, let's pick it up right where we left off before the commercial break where Harry wants to make it very clear, it seems, that he did not blindside the queen. We left, I don't know if you could hear it, with a bite where you said, doesn't the queen get to do what the queen wants to do? He had made several attempts to see his grandmother. Yes, and I think uh, that was such an important story uh, to be shared last night. Uh, In the process of trying to um, edit this three hours and 20 minutes, down to an hour and 25 minutes, I'd said to my team, the most important question to be answered here at the end of this show will be, why did they leave? And I think the stories about being blindsided, uh, blindsiding the queen were very, very damaging to them and also hurtful because they understood very clearly that there had been months and months of preparation before they actually moved to Canada. And, and and truthfully, there was a statement by the Queen, Her Majesty the Queen, on January 18th, in which she said, uh, following many months of conversations and more recent discussions, I am pleased that together we have found constructive and supportive way forward for my grandson and his family. So the Queen, on January 18th, actually, said 
that there had been months of conversation. But in spite of that, there were still all of those stories about blindsiding the queen, blindsiding That's the queen. That's why the details so are I'm important. I'm very happy that... That is why the details are That's important. That's why the details the, the are important. Tab tabloids mm -hmm. print stuff that they know is false and have been told isn't true. But Oprah, it's, it's also, right. the, the question remains why the queen cannot dictate who she sees and when she sees them. And it seems to come back to something that Megan pointed out early, that there's the family and then there's the institution. And you were constantly trying to probe the difference between the two. What did you take away from that? I took away from that that there are, as Harry just indicated, there are people surrounding the family who are advisors to the family who have been there for a long time and that's a part of the hierarchical structure and those people have a lot of influence and also input you get a, i mean you mentioned last night oprah that you watch the crown i do too you get a sense of that in the crown that that actually there, there is almost kind of like a deep state within the monarchy that actually runs the monarchy. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, uh, we had Tina Brown on earlier who said that this interview is like kryptonite for the royal family. And I'm sure Harry and Meghan, when they agreed to Definitely. have this conversation with you, knew it was not going to make their relationship with the royal family any easier. Why do you think they agreed to do it? Oh, I think they agreed to do it, wanted to do it, were ready to do it because... When you have been lied about for a series of years, I think anybody, you, you can understand this, if in your own office or in your own family, somebody is saying things about you that are not true and how hurtful that is. Or if you're online and you read the comments from something that somebody has said about you and you continue to see those comments, how hurtful that is. So imagine that for over a period of months and years and you know that it isn't true. I think the most important thing for them, you know, before I do any interview, I have a conversation with uh, whoever I'm interviewing and ask, tell me what your intention is, and I will tell you what my intention is, and let's see if we can align those two, because I don't want you to finish an interview and at the end of the interview say, she's, I wish I had she's said. She's such a genius. And, um, but, but Oprah, let's talk, about, texted, let, let's talk about, wait, the jaw-dropping moment, the first one, about the color of the baby's yeah. skin. And you, you mm -hmm. asked Harry about it when he came out. He did not tell you who it was. Do you... Did you all have another conversation about it? Because that was something that mm -hmm. there's a big guessing game all around the world. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And yeah. I thought it was very touching that Harry still is choosing to protect the identity of whoever that was. Yes, and he did not share the identity with me, but he wanted to make sure that I knew, and if I had an opportunity to share it, that it was not his grandmother mother, nor his grandfather that were a part of those conversations. That it was not his grandmother and Prince Philip, you said? Yeah, was not his grandfather. Neither his grand, grand, grandmother nor grandfather were a part of those conversations. He did okay. not tell me who were a part of those conversations. Right. As you can see, I tried to get that answer yeah. Yeah. Uh, on camera and off. All right. Oprah, stay with us. You have more never before seen. Yeah, so uh, I have some thoughts. Uh, a thought or two, I guess you can say. I'm not trying to discredit what they went through. 
But Megan has to know, just like with anybody going into fame, the limelight, especially how it's set up up over there. I mean, of course I have sympathy and empathy for her. But you kind of got to know what you're getting into. You got to take the good with the bad, you know. Um, that, that That's just how it goes. I mean, that, that, that just comes with it. It's associated with it. Um, another thing, you know, Harry said that... It's not like for... I'm not quoting him, but like for verbatim, he, not, he said something along the lines of... We moved to L.A. to get away from the paparazzi. Um, what? I mean, I understand anywhere they move to, there's going to be people trying to take pictures with them and harassing them. But you're going to Los Angeles? Hollywood? Bullshit. It's not because they sold several projects already to, like, Disney and are making a lot of money. Hmm. And I'm not hating on them for that. But just be honest. I mean, I, you're, you're already cut out the will. So just be honest at that point. Um, it is fucked up, though, that the whole royal family, they were, like, concerned about the skin of the baby. I'm like, that it's too dark. I'm like, what? It just makes me so fucking flabbergasted. It just makes me sad. And again, thank God that my mom raised me so good. Because when I hear these stories, and I, and I, it's like, I can't even fathom like that being an issue. If the baby is a little bit darker. Like, shut the fuck up with your racist ass. It's just completely unnecessary, to be honest. It really is. Um, I really don't understand. I, I tried to understand, and I still uh, still on that mission. <laughs> and then with this whole cancel culture, you know, some of the things, of course, should be canceled. But now it's getting to the point where, and I'm scared for our future that this is only going to get worse and intensify to a whole nother level. I mean, we're talking about uh, from taking away Mr. from Potato Head. I mean, we're going through a fucking pandemic right now. We're going through COVID. A half a million Americans died so far. Uh, people are unemployed. People are homeless. People don't have money to put on the table uh, you know to support their family to put food on the table uh, people are jobless people are feeling hopeless and, and this is what we're talking about whether we should take away mister from potato head like I just feel like there's other things that, that are more important than making it gender neutral of a fictional potato head like what like, like is this real life that it doesn't make any it's so stupid like if, if the world if everything was just all oh, jolly place and everything was good okay we could talk about it i guess but there's so much shit that we're dealing with right now as a country as a world 
society like this is the last thing that we need to be putting our attention and energy into um seriously it's kind of fucking sad uh i do want to play another clip i'm not going to play the full thing but um i do want to i want you guys to hear this so uh yeah you're listening on it with jt let's find out what happened The president of Mexico asked President Biden this week to share some of America's coronavirus vaccine supply. Can we also get some, said Americans. (laughs) The Senate yesterday began debating President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package, or as it'll be known when they're done, the $17.50 relief package. (laughs) We are lucky to have it. Yeah. A New Mexico man reportedly tried to smuggle 277 pounds of bologna into the United States in his car. That's a lot of bologna, said women about Andrew Cuomo's apology. (laughs) Toy company Hasbro received backlash last week after they announced that they're dropping the Mr. from their popular Mr. Potato Head playset in an effort to be more inclusive. But if you ask me, that's too inclusive. Because if there's one thing I know about potatoes, it's only pay for what you need with Liberty Mutual. On air with JT. Potatoes are boys. They have and balls. Potatoes can't be girls because they don't hang out in malls. If you think veggies can't be gendered, then you have failed. Spuds have a gender, and that gender is male. Potatoes are boys. Potatoes are boys. Okay. Oh, the Archdiocese of... <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> that was interesting and funny. Uh, another clip, you know, I, I do want to talk about is... Now they're canceling Dr. Seuss? I mean... What the fuck is next? Uh, are we gonna Are we going to cancel... Let's start canceling unhealthy things, like... McDonald's, fast food, toxic, 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 I can't even talk, toxicity, uh, hate, racism. Let's get rid of that shit. How about we cancel all of that? How about we cancel all this hate and fear mongering and, 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 and actually love one another instead of worrying about canceling Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head? There's other things that we need to, especially as Americans, and throughout the country and world are, are more important by a tenfold than whether we're taking away Mr. from Potato Head or Dr. Seuss. Like, what the fuck? Like, w- w- really, though? Like, I, I, I want to be surprised, but in 2021, uh, at this point, I don't know what the fuck to expect. For the better part of a century, Dr. Seuss's books have inspired millions with lyrical rhymes and fantastical characters. Technically, I'm a cat in a hat. But recently, the works of Theodore Seuss Geisel have come under fire for what some say are his racist and harmful depictions of certain groups. For example, the book, And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street, a character described as Chinese, has two lines for eyes and carries chopsticks and a bowl of rice. And in If I Ran the Zoo, two characters portraying people from Africa are shown shirtless, shoeless, and wearing grass skirts. 
Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced Tuesday it would cease publication and licensing of six titles, saying in part, these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. I think it's a step in the right direction. Karis Granger-Bogwa is a stay-at-home mom and former teacher. We're acknowledging that there are problems with some of the works that he wrote, and we're doing what we need to do to move in the right direction and embracing all types of literature. Reaction has been varied. Everyone's very sensitive, and uh, it's a problem in society today. And on social media, as sad as it makes me to see books by one of our favorite authors taken from us, I get it. What does this say about what's happening in our society right now? This nation is at a point of reckoning with our past. We are recognizing the fact that in times past, there were wrongs and harms done against certain populations. Within the last year alone, multiple iconic brands and institutions have been renamed. Quaker removed the offensive Mammy and Aunt Jemima title from its pancake mix and syrup products. Uncle Ben's rice became Ben's original. Disney Plus adding a content to some episodes of The Muppets over negative stereotypes. And the NFL team in Washington, D.C. changed their name from a Native American slur to the Washington football team. It's all part of a broader trend that has become a political lightning rod, with some calling it cancel culture going too far. Others saying it's a necessary movement towards cultural sensitivity. I don't think it's about canceling Dr. Seuss. I think it's about making different types of choices. Dr. Seuss Enterprises choosing a plan that supports all communities and families. A recent study found only 2% of Dr. Seuss's human characters were people of color, and they were often represented in negative stereotypes. They also found that white characters all had speaking roles, but the characters of color remained silent. Guys, back to you. Mm. Uh, Rahim Alice for us this morning. Oh, man. When is this going to stop? Excuse me, just hit the uh, the pen. Uh, once again, I do want to say shout out to Portugal the man, man. Let me stand up and show you this guy's shirt or their merch. Shop PTM, man. The shirt is really fucking dope. Even though that fell. Uh, yeah, check that out. Once again shop ptm merch uh thank you again john and thank you again portugal the man for sending this shirt i love it so much and again shout out to london customs for making this amazing aquarius themed hat for me go to onelondoncustoms.com or you can follow him on instagram directly um at london customs uh again you can listen to this episode this show uh anytime you want on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can go to onairwithjt.com. You can watch all the video clips and behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff right on YouTube. Just type in On Air with JT. You can follow the show um, on Instagram at On Air with JT. You can follow me on Instagram, my personal one, or slash business at I N S T A Justin Thomas. Uh, again, you can go to onairwithjt.com and listen to everything that we have uh, available to listen to and watch. You can also check out my beats and stuff like that. I'm working on a few projects. Uh, can't wait to get some better equipment as well to uh, really step up my game. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. I really, really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, business inquiries, or if you're interested in becoming a sponsor on this show or any of my other other shows, email the show directly, Show at gmail.com. Once again, Show at gmail.com. My name is Justin Thomas, a.k.a. JT. You're listening to On Air with JT and listen to my show on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Go to onairwithjt.com and have a great day the JT way. JTL. You're listening to On Air with JT.